You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Oh my goodness, it's the grand finale of the TV show. Not of our podcast, we're going to do some interviews and they'll come out in the coming weeks, but the grand finale (laughs) of the TV show I literally cried. We'll get into why, but I literally shed a tear watching this episode. And not out of sadness either. This was such a full-on episode. And and the finale always is, but I just felt like the teams really like brought everything to the table and it was so amazing to watch. Everything that they did was so impressive. What I really appreciated, apart from one small hiccup at the end of Ryan and Gabby's, was that it was pretty much 28 hours of the best building they can get. It wasn't really like troubleshooting, things going wrong. Yeah. As I said, little hiccups, but for the most part, 28 hours straight of like, let's just do this amazing thing as opposed to twists. Yeah. And as opposed to turns and zigzags. It was so good. (laughs) So today's episode is going to be a little bit different to how we normally break down episodes of the TV show. It's going to be extra special. We're going to run through our thoughts on the builds like we would normally, but then we're going to have some very special guests join us to give us their expert opinions and take us through their thoughts from the finale. Are we going to say who the guests are? You know, Zoe, I reckon I'm going to put it in the title of the podcast so everyone probably knows who the guests are. But just so you can hear it in audio form, we're going to have Atlanta. (laughs) We're going to have Jeff. We're going to have Harrison and Michael. And of course, you should have guessed, we're going to have Annie because of course we're going to have Annie. We'll always have Annie for the rest of our lives in our hearts. (laughs) Let's start with Scotty and Owen, who did the engineers versus hippie, nature versus man build that was like these tree people battling the civilization that was was being built on the other side. I want to see this build in person so badly. And I don't know if that's going to be possible, but I just want to sit in front of it and look at it and absorb it for a long amount of time because it just feels like it would keep giving. It feels like there's so many layers there. Absolutely. And this is something that Scotty and Owen have done really well through the whole season is their storytelling, especially like minifig stories. They just nail it. And I think that of all the builds, like there's the ones that need to be appreciated in person to to get all those little details. So I think like what we saw on screen was beautiful. I thought their use of color was amazing, but I do think it was something that we really needed to see in person to appreciate. And I thought it was great because they had those mini fig level details. But mm-hmm. for example, the big tree dudes on the left hand side of the build, yeah, those weren't mini fig scale. They were yeah. they were built and they were built to like the customized level of, for example, David and Gus's build, just to use like a reference point. Like they kind of had the scope of build scales from mini fig to mm-hmm. larger things. It was a bit of everything. It was super impressive. I thought the theme was very funny. I assume it's kind of like a Scotty versus Owen thing almost <laughs> when they described it as engineers versus hippies mm. and the way that let them bisect the build into these two sides and they eventually had that force field in the middle. I thought it was, yeah, I was a big fan of this build. It definitely wasn't a case where I think first place was a miles away from the rest. I definitely think it was so close. Totally. I think everyone was within inches of each other and I just love that this build was so Scotty and Owen. Like, I think if I had gone in as the general public 
having watched the show so far, I would have been able to say straight away that Scotty and Owens, it's very on brand for them. I do wonder how the audience who saw the builds in person felt about this one versus the others. Mm -hmm. As we said, like it would be a build that works super well in person. But Zoe, I think you mentioned to me the idea of having such a large percentage of the voters be kids, maybe really lean towards this build as well, because it might be something that works more for them Mm. than would then say the big artistic, stunningly beautiful deer. Maybe not geared to such a young audience. So it would be interesting to find out how they voted. Yeah, definitely. I think something like Gus and David's build probably suits adults a bit more. I think they'd probably be more drawn to that. Whereas I think Scotty and Owens, the kids definitely would have been frothing over it. Let's jump to Ryan and Gabby who had the rotating circus and they had a lot of little minifig stories within that. And they sort of had these four scenes that were being highlighted under the the big tent. Here's how I would describe their build. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be nothing to most people, but if you know what I'm talking about, you're going to be like, that's the best description possible. (laughs) It was basically like a carousel of progress, but for circus. And if you get that reference, DM me on Instagram and I'll give you a high five at Parentes Wagging. <laughs> so it was like a carousel of progress, but for the circus, although it almost wasn't, it sounds like their plans were slightly different at the very beginning. You know what? I think this is a great example of Brickman coming in with a bit of advice and that being Some clutch feedback. perfect advice. I, I actually can't imagine what their build would have been without that big top tent on top of it. I I think it really elevated it. Absolutely, yeah. And I think it was a case of he said that they took a moment to understand what he was talking about and they were like, oh, of course. Like they were probably almost even picturing it like that in their heads without realising. Without getting there, yeah. Exactly. And it wasn't until he was able to point that out to them that they saw what he meant and realised that he was totally right. Mm. I do wonder how much they compromised other parts of their bill to fit Mm -hmm. in the big top thing and if it would have been significantly different or if it would have just been like 5% less detail everywhere. Yeah. I do want to draw attention to the fact that this might be the biggest mechanical thing we've had on the season. Yeah. This was huge. It was so huge. Ryan's swing last episode was quite big as a build, but in regards to like the the size of the mechanism and the weight that I assume it carried, mm-hmm. surely this and the amount that it moved as well, surely this has got to be the biggest we've ever had that I can think of. Mm. And this had so the main kind of lazy Susan style. Uh, mechanism, but it also had little mechanisms inside those four little scenes. Like they had the trapeze swingers going. Yes. It, it must have been a huge feat. Also, I wonder if they ever run out of battery and they have to like tear the build apart to put more batteries in. You'd hope not. <laughs> or maybe there's like a little wire that comes out of the build somewhere and it gets plugged mm. in. That's a question for another time. I also thought it was kind of strategic by them. The fact that the build moved at such a specific pace you were kind of forced to look at it for longer if you wanted to see all of it. Yeah. So if you then afterwards were deciding which one to vote for, you'd be like, well, I did spend a lot of time at the circus, yeah. so I'll give the circus my vote. I thought Ryan and Gabby did such a good job. I was actually really blown away by their build. I thought it was a really smart idea. And I just thought they nailed all those mini fig stories as well, like within each scene and they had, you know, the guy coming out of the cannonball and he's stuck in the wall and, and, and things happening on the ground in front. I just... I thought they did a really good job and they were definitely close to, to second and first place. It was it was a really close race. I did think it was interesting at the end that they specifically said, like, which team came third. Mm. <laughs> it kind of feels a little unnecessary to say that they came third. 
And I guess they've done it in previous years and I've just forgotten mm. about it, but you can just say who the winner is. You know what I mean? Like it feels a yeah. little, it feels a touch harsh. Let's jump to David and Gus, who were our Lego Masters Season 3 winners and they had the deer being hunted by wolves and my God, this was beautiful. Um, just two things. Number one, I called it. <laughs> Number two, I cried. Like I cried too. The moment we saw the finished build on screen for the first time and I guess the music swelled and it was lit beautifully and it was shot beautifully and we saw these deer there in the forest. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but a tear came out. It was beautiful. It was just stunning. Yeah, it was just gorgeous. And to think that that's been done with Lego is so impressive. I loved you know, the expression on the deers, like they, David and Gus have just really nailed those characters. They looked so graceful. And, and I liked all that talk from Brickman about implied movement because that, that, that was something that they really nailed. Speaking of Brickman, did you notice that he touched their build at one point? I did. And he asked for permission. Big drama. He did ask for, he said permission to touch the build. They said permission granted. And he just tweaked one of the ears on one of the, I think it was one of the deer, just a little bit. Mm. Super interesting. I wonder if that happens sometimes and we don't hear about it or if that was like, it felt like it was a really significant moment for Brickman to actually move something on their build. It definitely felt like the first time. Yeah, it was wild. I think, you know, at the end of the episode, I think anyone could have won it, but I definitely had the most emotional connection to David and Gus's and I think, I, I think they were definitely deserving. Yeah, I don't think I could disagree with you at all there. Mm. What I did love, though, is that all the builds were trying to achieve something different. Mm -hmm. Like they were going for just that stunning moment of time, like frozen in time feeling, which they obviously achieved. And then Scotty and Owen had like an intricate detail sort of thing going on. And then Ryan and Gabby had like a, but you wait, there's more kind yeah. of vibe to it. And it's more playful. Like they weren't two that were going for the same thing. They hit yeah. three different quadrants of Lego, which I really appreciated. Totally. So great finale. Loved it. But you know what, Zoe? Enough chatter from us. <laughs> I think it's time to pull in a couple of experts. I think so. Let's jump to it. Jeff and Atlanta, thank you so much for joining us today to talk through your thoughts on the finale. Ah, it's so good. Ah, so good to be here. Overall, like, what did you think? What were your feels? Did you have a favorite build? Definitely uh, my favorite is is David and Gus's. That was mm-hmm. insane what they put together. Um, but it's all very, very close. Like, it's it's my favorite is David and Gus's by, like, half a percent, if that. Yeah. <laughs> Brickman face and emotion kind of says it all, like... It is a work of art. Like, it is, you know, this beautiful scenery. And I don't think they mentioned it at all, but it's a forced perspective, if anyone noticed. And I was like, it was like such a big thing that I was like, this is something that Brickman's been hammering all kind of season to be like, you know, Mm. let's, if you're going to do it, make sure it's right. And that's what they did. Um, And, it worked in their favor and it was just stunning. I look, I love all of the builds, like the creativity in a lot of them. We we were so lucky that we actually got to talk to and see everyone the other night, right? So like we got to see Ryan and Gabby and like mm-hmm. um just the the stress of everything and yeah. Gabby telling us, you know, there was actually 15 minutes left when this actually all came down and all oh, happened wow. with the oh, sign no. and I was like, yeah. "Oh no." Like So for anyone who doesn't know, a lot of the contestants got together to watch the finale together in Melbourne and obviously you guys were there with them. 
So how was that? And and how was it seeing that, yeah, their live reactions? It was incredible. Um, so much love and energy in that room. Like for Lana and I, we hadn't seen any of these people in, yeah. in six months since the filming, um, getting them all together to watch that finale was just so emotional and so much love in the room. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was sitting behind David and his wife and like as soon as the door opened and they walked in for the last time, I was already gone. Like I was because <laughs> I was so excited because like it's everything's kind of come full circle and it's like this is it. Like this is the end kind of. Um, and I remember um, David looking around and he noticed me and he's like, he like put his hand out and I like grabbed his hand and like squeezed it real tight. I was like, you guys did really well. Aww. We just, uh, like a lot of us are really empathic people. So mm. it, once someone kind of goes, everybody goes. So like, <laughs> it was a crying fest. <laughs> it was such a crying fest. Like Fleur, Amy, David and I, like we we're so empathic. So like once one of us starts, we're all gone. Mm. Um, and it kind of just, trickled <laughs> um but we were all just yeah super excited um I was so happy to see everyone like Anthony I think I hung off that kid all night because like <laughs> he's he's my baby so I'm just like Anthony we haven't seen you in so long yeah. um yeah it was so good to see everyone and did David and Gus or Gabby and Ryan give any other like little insights or things that, that we didn't see on screen, like that example of, of that happened with 15 minutes to go and it was so much more stressful? I think um, I think a really, really cool one that I think they mentioned it this uh, like on the Today Show, mm. but was they actually did, in order to get their perspectives correct, nearly for every build, they actually build a miniature. Oh. Like a miniature scale of their build. Oh. So they're able to do the perspective and everything to get it all right. Wow. Yeah, you can see it in the uh, the Color My World build. Yeah. They, they show it. It's, it's what uh, David actually has his, has in his hand before they switch their ideas to the unicorns. Mm-hmm. He's actually got a miniature sort of house with a giant hand and a paintbrush that they put together to get the composition right. They did that for almost right. every build. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, um, yeah, there was so much. So I think Gabby and Ryan, they originally wanted to do it in in a certain kind of scale Mm. and once they had actually put up the tent and everything they realized they had to change the scale so all of the characters like had to change and so that was a bit of a little setback for them but you know everybody I think had their had their advantages and their struggles Mm. for eat for that build for sure and that mechanism that Ryan put together for the the like lazy Susan type like rotation that's insane the amount of like talk to have that going (laughs) like Mm. reliably is insane (laughs) yeah it was pretty flawless like it didn't really stutter it kept a pretty constant speed like Mm. it was very impressive so when you guys started watching the episode with everyone did you have a hunch of who was gonna win like was there a moment where you're like yep David and Gus are definitely gonna win or was it really up until the end you had no idea me personally I, I it was up until the end I had absolutely no idea as you guys know, when we were first on here, like I've been rooting from for David and Gus from the start. I loved it so much. And I was just like, you know, like regardless, whoever wins, I love all of these people. So it's going to be amazing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I had no idea because all three builds were incredible. Like, oh, and Scotty's, oh, it's just, it's, it's a child's dream. Like that's the type yeah. of thing that, that I would love to build. So just an entire <laughs> yeah. world with so much detail and story. And it is, I, I would probably be able to spend hours just looking at every little mm. individual piece of that thing. It was so close right up until the end. It was just incredible. Yeah. I love that Brickman kept describing 
Scotty Nolan's build as a, a trilogy, but I thought an yeah. even better description would be like it's like the a double page in a comic book. It's like the centerfold spread yeah. in a comic book. You know what I mean? And they kind of had the like each page was one faction and they were fighting in the middle. Like that's kind of what I thought the inspiration was. Yeah, no, that, that actually makes perfect sense. Is yeah, it's the it's the the big action scene in the middle of like a climactic um, arc of a comic book where there's just yeah. all these like amazing little things, or like the end game scene where they're all running, mm. the two armies are running at each other, and it's, it's the <laughs> yeah, moment where yeah. they collide. All the portals are opened and whatever. Yeah, yeah. and it, it feels like the sort of build where in person I can imagine just being so much more captivated by it than on yeah. TV because you can really sink into those details. Yeah, you'd be able to definitely look into all of the little details. I feel like there was so much. I really wish they were there last night so we were able to like pick their brains to be like, okay, what was actually missed? <laughs> like there's got to be so mm. much more because, yeah, yeah. Scotty loves his little mini fig stories so there would have been so much in there that wasn't shown. So I really wish, you know, we would have been able to find out more on it. Yeah, I think of all the builds, there's probably would have been the one that got the most lost on screen, if if any of them, because David and Gus is like, obviously their strength is like picking a, a fairly simple idea and just executing it really, really well. Gabby and Ryan's was like pretty easy to see most of it. I'm sure that there were a lot of little mini fig stories going on that we didn't get to see, but we did get quite a bit of detail from theirs. But Scott and Owens was the only one where I felt like we were missing details. Yeah, I feel like especially because of previous builds, they seem to get a little bit lost with colour. Yeah. <laughs> and when there's too much of the same shade, it kind of blends. Yeah. So yeah. We, we saw it with, you know, the, the grey mech when <laughs> yeah. when Scotty's like, Famously. just put some colour on there, just put some colour on there. <laughs> and Owen's like, no, 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 this is realistic. This is how it is. Um, And then I think it also got the better of them again later on. But I think if we if you were able to be there in person, and actually seeing it, I think you would have actually been more captivated by it than what it came across on screen just because it, mm, it yeah. was there was a lot happening. Definitely. And, yeah. and I think we've spoken a little bit before about teams building for the camera and that's kind of evolved a little bit over the last few seasons. But I think that they're a team where they're just like, this is our idea and this is how it's going to look. We don't care about the camera. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's uh, I definitely feel in any minifig scale build yeah. it, that you can you can so easily put in all these little tiny stories, but obviously they can't spend half an hour on your bit or like yeah. on TV just showing every little detail you build. And that's something Atlanta and I like when they when the edits came out and they finally showed the builds is like there are so many little stories that you spend like yeah. like all this little time on that that never get shown and I definitely feel like, especially, so Honest Gods definitely, Ryan and Gabby's as well would definitely have all those, you, you could spend, mm. I reckon you could lose hours just looking at all the little details. Last time we chatted to you guys, you pitched us the idea that you were thinking of for your finale build, which was a big food fight in a in a massive city. I am such a big fan, I think you would have won, but <laughs> how do you think you guys would have gone now seeing the, the builds that eventuated? Uh, we would have had to made some damn impressive giant food items um, <laughs> to beat that. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> it would have had to be really, really impressive. <laughs> Maybe like a Hamish-sized like hot dog. <laughs> Just a ginormous human. Uh, so maybe like yeah, like maybe that huge. I don't. I, yeah, it would have had to be uh, insane. Somehow have a a mid collapse like skyscraper or something like that. I don't know. Like with a with with one of the the food items being thrown into it. Something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Pretty good, um, but yeah, we would have had to really put out like in order to make that um, competitive with with the all three of those builds. It would have had to been 
we would have had to go on over the top and ridiculous. The most epic food fight of all time. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on this special finale episode, guys, and giving us your expert opinions. No. Well, thanks for having us. All right, now we have Michael and Harrison, another two very special guests on the pod today. Thank you guys for joining us again so soon. We feel very special. (laughs) Great to see you again or chat to you again. (laughs) We wanted to get your thoughts uh, after last night's finale. And I kind of want to start with like the most pressing question, definitely from my end. I'm sure the general public was thinking it as well. Where were you guys? Why weren't the contestants allowed back? The public was there. I was waiting for you all to walk in and no one was there. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of this thing. Uh, It's happened recently about the last sort of almost 18 months. It's called COVID. Um, (laughs) What? So, yeah, it's it's wild. Uh, We we don't actually have it in Canberra, so it's a bit bit weird, a bit foreign for us, but no. (laughs) COVID was the reason cited for us not being able to go back. The plan was to get everyone back, and then Mm. I think when it came close to the date of getting everyone back, they had all like the Queensland and other state borders were acting up, and then they were like, well, if we can't get everyone back, then it's, you know, we'll just do without. Well, it was devastating because I wanted to know like who everyone was voting for and I wanted to like see you all on screen again. It would have been really nice to be back and see the final builds in person. Yeah, um, I think yeah. I, was a bit, I was a bit annoyed that we couldn't do that. Yeah, I, I'd probably go disappointed that we weren't allowed to come back. I think it was one in all in because I think Queensland, I think Harry was right, I think the Queensland border was shut down. Oh, such bad timing. One thing I did notice was that the general public that they could bring in had way more kids than previous seasons. Surely... Surely kids can't really, like, appreciate the detail that these builds have. Yeah, roast those kids, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great because you sort of get, uh, like, Brickman's sort of artistic nature's tempered a little bit by the kids' fun. So I think teams like mm. Scotty and Owen um, and Ryan and Gabby with all their minifig stuff, that doesn't get lost quite as much. Um yeah. As well, because I think the kids really do have fun with that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I agree. And if you guys had been there, who do you think you would have voted for? Oh, it's a big question. Sorry, it is a big question. Yeah, I think it's a little hard because, again, like we saw what we saw on the camera. Oh, just answer just answer the question, Harry. Just answer the question. <laughs> I'd have voted for Dave and Gus. Yeah. 100%. I'll have to go with Scotty and Owen just because I know how much went into it. Um, mm. Yeah. Not, to be fair, Dave and Gus was... Beautiful. Do you guys have an idea if you had made it into the final of what you would have built? Yeah, I think so. Um, we would have built a, like a massive fairy garden. Um, oh, with oh. with giant toadstool houses. Sick. Yes. With a garden gnome coming in and chopping down the big central one, maybe one or two garden gnomes. Yeah, okay. I love that. Um, so that way we sort of hit a couple of points that we like in terms of the minifig plus a giant character mm. um, so yeah. we can yeah. combine the two but it's lots of color and it's lots of fun as well yeah and it's like the sort of detail that would probably look really good on camera as well yeah just big bright colors yeah yeah was that a, a topic of conversation that happened a lot behind the scenes like oh what are you guys going to do for the big one because it's kind <laughs> of the only build that you have locked in stone that you all know you're going to get to yeah i think most teams sort of chop and change throughout um sure yeah I won't spoil anyone else's, but I know there were certainly a few teams that uh, changed their idea as it sort of progressed through the competition, um, which I think was probably a good thing um, (laughs) or definitely a good thing. But for us, I think we sort of anticipated getting, we, we thought we might get deeper into the competition. And then, so we we decided to have a plan set then. But you sort of you sort of want to talk about it with other teams to scare them off using the idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You dare talk a fairy garden. But at the same time, you don't want to. That's exactly. <laughs> Do you know of any previous iterations then that any of those three winning teams 
had spoken about, like anything they were previously planning on building? I think we do, but I think we'll leave it to them to talk about because yeah, it's, that's fair. It's, it's not our idea. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's, in, that's their IP. <laughs> Actually, Scotty and Owen had a really good one. Um, <laughs> that'll be definitely worth talking to Owen about when he's on. All right, I'll put it in our notes. <laughs> Ask about previous finale idea. All right, cool. Otherwise, I'll forget. Live podcast prep, just for you guys. <laughs> so what surprised you the most about actually getting to watch the finale finally? Obviously, the ads showed a lot of the deer, but I don't think yes. until last night you realised how big Dave and Gus's build was because yeah. it was yeah. massive. I also didn't, like, I saw the, the deer in the preview. I'm like, oh, they got one. Then I'm like, oh, my God, that is a just huge build and all the the wolves in the background. I was like, oh my God, they did so much. Mm. I wasn't expecting the wolves at all. I just thought it was going to be, yeah, one, maybe two deer. And that was the scene. I liked that they added the wolves for like that extra story. That's just crazy. And like the scale of the trees and everything as well. Yeah. Like it was a really frozen moment in time, yeah. It was ridiculous. I couldn't believe they pulled it off. I mean, I could. <laughs> yeah, but if, if, if anyone I'll was be surprised. going to. What do you guys think of the fact that they were the only team to not have any sort of mechanics in their build? Controversial? I think that <laughs> it had been alluded to through the season that that was never essential. Mm. I think the Tiger Temple was the first time that was made note of, that, you know, one yeah, team didn't yeah. put a function yeah, in. Yeah, that's true. That was big on the feedback. And it's only if it adds, and I don't see how it would have added to David and Gus's. No. And I think I was talking to Gus about it last night and he was really happy that he could win with a build that didn't have power functions or minifigs mm. involved. Yeah. He was like, I can just make a sculpture and an artwork and that's good enough to win without using minifigs or power functions, which was big for him. And it, it was so like, for lack of a better word, artistic. Like I know that's mm. such like a naff thing to say, but I was, I was saying just before, when, when we saw it on screen, I felt real emotion. Like I don't know what it was about this season. Maybe <laughs> I was just exhausted from this season of <laughs> roller coasters, but I saw that and I was like, oh my goodness, they made that with plastic bricks. We both cried. Like, it, it was stunning. <laughs> we, we did. It was crazy. I couldn't just, yeah, so wonderful to see them do it. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for giving us your expert commentary on last night's finale. Hope you keep building. (laughs) (laughs) We've thought thought about it. (laughs) You actually caught me mid-build now, so well, good timing. (laughs) What are you building? Uh, Shall I leave it a surprise, Harry? It's a surprise for Bricksbow. Ooh, okay. okay. That was a nice tease. The greatest collaboration since Taylor Swift and Keith Urban's coming. (gasps) Wow. All righty. Next up, we have one of our all-time favorites, the unofficial third co-host of this podcast, Annie (laughs) from season two. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, gorgeous humans. It's only fitting that we had you on today because we spoke to you just before the season started uh, Mm -hmm. to talk through like predictions and what we were thinking we would see this season. So... Obviously, we had to have you on to chat through the finale now that it's premiered. It is officially over. I know. <laughs> but it was so worth it, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was It was a great season. How did it feel now that you've been through a full season yourself to see all those roller coasters happening on screen, but not for you? Was it, was it good? <laughs> was it sad? Could you, like, empathise with all this pain and struggles? We could definitely empathise, especially with the post-traumatic stress that's associated (laughs) with being involved in the program. But it was so nice to watch this next generation of Mm. masters come through and to have developed these friendships with them along the way. So you get to experience their highs as well and Mm. you have this empathy that, that comes along with it. I did also, though, I got to live out something that season two didn't get to have Mm. because 
when when our finale aired, we were in lockdown. Oh yeah. So we didn't get to bond together. We were all confined to our houses and we weren't allowed to leave. Oh, yeah, yeah. And watching a finale with other people <laughs> and getting involved in that happiness and that excitement was so mm. cool. And how was it being with the teams? I mean, obviously Scotty and Owen couldn't be there, unfortunately, but you were with Gabby and Ryan and David and Gus, among some of the other contestants. How was that, getting to see their live reaction? It was spectacular. And I have little videos of Gus and David jumping on each other. And and the room, I have never heard such a loud, excited scream. Mm. It was amazing. And, you know, I think the publicans and everything were a bit scared by us. But (laughs) you can't. You can't stop Lego nerds from loving what they do. Yeah, that's very true. Just quickly, I want to talk about just season three as a whole. Mm-hmm. Annie, was there a particular build in the season that you wish was in your season that you could have done, a particular challenge that stood out to you? Oh, my gosh, yes. The The challenge that I loved the most was probably the monochrome challenge. Right up your alley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything about that challenge is something I would want to do mm. because it's, it's so mindful, it's so beautiful, and it's an art piece that gives you a literal kind of blank canvas to yeah. create something colourful. That's definitely something I would want to crack. At. So overall, how did you think that this season compared to last season? Was there anything in particular you noticed, you know, was done more or less or differently? <sighs> oh, big question. I'm not saying one's better than the other. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> to clarify. No, I think... Every individual season is perfect in its way. Yeah. So it's it's about the people and the characters that come out and and you can see with each cast that there's different creativities and different artists that really excel at different points. So mm. I was most impressed by season 3 and the way they the way they catered challenges to bring out the best of Brickman's judging components. Yeah. They focused really heavily on aesthetics in some challenges and really heavily on technical ability in others. I love that towards the end, it got really storytelling based. Mm -hmm. That was something that we didn't really see in our season. It kind of got more technical as it went on. Yeah, that's true. And I think that those kind of builds tend to come across a little bit better on screen. So I wonder if they sort of looked at it last year and thought, okay, the, the, the ones that look better and the ones that are easier for the general public to see are the ones that like have a nice clear story because a lot of the everyday people don't quite understand the the technical challenges all the time? The technical challenges are marvels when you're up close to them. Mm. But this season has very much been about sculptural art. Yeah. Yeah. Everything created, and especially by Dave and Gus, they are sculptural artists, Mm. hands down. Nothing that they created was not worthy of being in some kind of cabinet or museum or on a display. And the fact that they did those things in 10 or 12 or 28 hours is mind-boggling. (laughs) <laughs> I think as well something that we've we've mentioned a little bit with some of the other teams we've spoken to today is how they managed to do such a beautiful build and win without any mechanics involved when I feel like this season in particular compared to last season had a lot more mechanics than than what we've seen. Yeah, although Owen and Ryan are both ridiculous engineers when it comes to the oh, things. So like, impressive. Yeah, that's just a tad insane. That like rotating circus that Ryan built was just beautiful. That was my favorite one. Was it? <laughs> yes. So if you were there, you would have voted for Ryan and Gabby's. Yes. And that's not just because they put me in it as well. Well, that's what I was but- going to ask next. <laughs> I wrote down capital letters, smashing the keys on my laptop. 
there's Annie. And then I saw you post on Instagram saying, thank you, Ryan, for putting me in your build. Yeah, Ryan and Gabby, that was so beautiful of them because Ryan and Gabby, I adore. And I've I've known Ryan for a million years in the Lego community. Mm. And, you know, we jokingly call him Thomas because of his affinity with trains and his ability to oh. build amazing trains. <laughs> and I also loved that Gabby and Ryan work so well together as a team mm. that were paired. But also, in general, that circus tent was insane and precariously placed. And and when bits were when that beam had its altercation with the mechanisms and everything, my heart was in like I was having heart palpitations because yeah. of <laughs> the drama. Because of the yeah, because of the fear that it might not go back together. But then I remembered that it's Ryan, and Ryan is capable of everything. So I'm so glad that he pulled that off. I feel like this season did actually have a lot more high drama things breaking moments than we've seen before. Like most famously with the Kale Scale build with Flair and Sarah that literally blew itself up at the last moment. Like it definitely (laughs) felt like a season where people were pushing themselves so much Mm. that catastrophes happened more. It was so dramatic. But aren't you glad that the platinum brick existed in that moment? Because I was so glad. Yes. Yeah. It kind of you know, if you think about it, it makes you think that it's scripted and then you actually look back and go, actually, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This actually happened exactly as they are presenting it. It worked almost too well. Yeah, (laughs) it worked perfectly. Something that's been floating around on socials is the idea of an all-stars season now that we've got a couple under our belt. But that would be every team, Zoe. They're (laughs) all-stars. Well, yes. You'd assume that everyone comes back and it's just a long season. <laughs> yeah, it's like a 500-episode season. Yeah, that I look, I'd watch it. We might get a bit overwhelmed on the podcast, but we'd commit. <laughs> you could have a season where all the seasons, can, like teams get together in massive teams and have to build collaborative builds that face off. Yeah, like oh, teams yeah. of four or six or something. You could do a mashup season where you pull teams apart and you repartner them oh. with other contestants for their strengths. So you pull out, That'd be you, know, you take Trent, you separate him from Josh and you pair Trent with Alex yeah. and you pair Josh with Jen or Jody, mm-hmm. and you, you see what happens there. Or, yeah. or you bring them in as intruders and you put them in halfway through the season. I had an idea, Annie, that I thought would be wild where you have a build and then halfway through everyone moves one build to the left. <gasps> oh, that's horrifying, Prente. Why would you do that to people? Because <laughs> of the drama. <laughs> it's so mean, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> It'd be, be good TV. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Annie. It's always lovely to have you and I'm sure you're going to be the third member of the podcast over and over again to the point where you'll start sending us invoices. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Thank you so much, Zoe and Parente. It is always a pleasure talking to you both. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. That is it for the TV show, but it's not it for us. Do subscribe if you haven't already, um, because we're going to have more episodes coming. We've still got a bunch of people from season three to interview, and you better bet that we're going to do it, <laughs> and it's going to be good. And you're going to love it. So definitely stay subscribed. And I think we're going to try and have the occasional episode even after that anyway. Not going to promise anything, but if I kind of say it a little bit here now, then I'll feel guilty about it if it doesn't happen. And so hopefully, you know, we can kind of guarantee at least some sort of output. So we'll see how we go. 
On that note, make sure you're following us on our socials so you can also find out whenever there's a new episode there. On Instagram, that's legomasters underscore deconstructed. And on Twitter, it's LMD the pod. You can also chat to us there, send us your thoughts or questions for any contestants that we haven't interviewed yet. Hey, Zoe, what's your personal Instagram? It's at Zoepec underscore. And mine is Parente Swag. And chuck us a follow there as well. Get those <laughs> follow accounts up. Make it feel like it's all worthwhile. Because that's the reason we do this, isn't it? Social validation. Oh, yeah. We want to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so we've chosen a very specific Lego podcast to do it by. The most niche thing we could think of. Yeah, it's a genius plan that could never fail. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.